we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast episode was recorded, the Jara people. We acknowledge their perpetual connection to country, their culture and wisdom traditions, and honour elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be. Welcome to the Mahasoma Podcast, the space for sharing feminine-led Vedic wisdom, stories, and real conversations. If you haven't yet discovered an enjoyable daily practice of meditation that works for your lifestyle and you're keen to learn more, or if you've already learned Vedic meditation and want to deepen your practice, then please reach out. We would love to have you part of our Mahasoma community. We teach in-person Vedic meditation courses in Melbourne, Castlemaine, Surf Coast, Noosa, Adelaide, and Albury. Head to mahasoma.com or reach out to us on Instagram at mahasoma. Hello and welcome back to the Mahasoma podcast. My name is Kathleen O'Brien. I'm a Vedic meditation teacher with Mahasoma. Today I'm going to continue on a new series of little bite-sized packets of wisdom and knowledge for your day. And this question, it came from a group meditation a few weeks ago now, where a lovely woman asked, how do I trust the universe? How can I surrender and have faith when things just don't seem to be going my way, or as I hoped they would? These are the kinds of fun conversations we get to have at group meditation. So if this excites you or inspires you and you've learned Vedic meditation, please come along. They're a really great way to keep evolving your practice and staying connected to the community. So today I thought I would share a little bit about what it was we spoke about in response to this really great question. How do I trust the universe? And so we started off by saying trust, faith, belief, hope. We could put all of these in the same category, right? And they're all really important instruments or functions as we are developing, expanding our awareness of who we are. And through the practice of Vedic meditation, what begins to happen? is that we have an experience of ourselves, we start to know ourselves beyond only this physical nervous system, this body. And during this incredible practice, everything gets oriented inwards. We look inwards rather than outwards. When normally in life, our attention, the flow of our awareness or in Sanskrit, we would say our soma, it's directed outwards. We're engaged in the external environment and getting a lot of information from our environment as well. And when we practice Vedic meditation, a shift occurs, an inward shift, as an inward looking or an seeing. And our soma, the flow of our awareness, it gets poured inwards. And from that shift, we may begin to gain greater perspective about ourselves and have an experience of ourselves beyond our current idea of who we think we are. 
this body, with this story. I grew up here. I went to school there. I have this many siblings. I do this job. I like this thing. I don't like that thing. <laughs> and so the experience we're having in meditation, it actually leaves an impression on your nervous system, on our individuality, we could call our ego, or in Sanskrit, we would say the ahankara layer. It's our identity. The idea of who we think we are, it starts to expand, get bigger and bigger. We could say it gets a little more unbounded as we are getting more familiar with this inner reality. With this inward seeing, an inward movement of the mind, we are moving in the direction of cultivating a greater awareness or perspective. And everything in life is about perspective. So we want to have a really big perspective, big awareness. And we begin to realize that inherent within all of us, each and every one of us, is an intelligence. An intelligence that contains within it the mechanisms to know what to do in each moment. Kind of like an inner GPS to life, an inbuilt guidance system. To know in each moment the answer to the question, what's needed right now? And the important word I'm using here is to know. To know what to do. But of course, this takes some time to really cultivate uh, this inner knowing. So this is why I said that trust or faith, belief, they're like instruments, tools, learning tools. And they create kind of like a framework as we are relearning to move through life with more of an inner knowing. What we could say, a life lived in a state of self-referral. Where all of the answers to all of the questions that we may have about ourselves in the world, what to do, where to go, are actually inside of us. We don't find the answers to those questions of what's needed outside of ourselves in the external environment, which we could say would be living a life of more of object referral, where our experience of life is very much dictated and driven by the world around us. So we begin to know this inner intelligence, an inner intelligence that is always present, has always been present, and will always be present. We may simply have not put our attention there. We kind of ignore it. And we know that whatever we place our attention on, it amplifies. Like when you're trying not to think about a thing, and you're telling yourself, don't think about that, stop thinking about it, and inevitably, you think about it, it grows and grows. And so in meditation, we're placing our attention on a deeper inner reality. But it takes some time to stabilize this experience, to stabilize this deeper reality or understanding or experience of a deeper intelligence. Understanding that life isn't just about this mind, this body, this individual story. And when we don't yet have a stabilized knowingness of this, we may utilize faith, trust, belief, hope we could put in there as well. I don't yet know for sure. 
that there is an underlying field of intelligence governing this whole thing called life, that I am part of that, that I am part of a greater whole, that I'm actually fully supported here. Life may feel unknowable, and living in the unknown can feel really big and scary, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to employ trust or faith or belief and do it anyway. And this is one way to go about life. But we no longer require trust or belief or hope when we're actually established in ourselves in a deeper reality or when we are having a direct experience of this deeper intelligence, when we're in a state of self-referral where I can fully surrender to that intelligence, an intelligence that is not outside of myself. It's not something that I need to go and get or that I can miss out on, by the way. Where there is no doubt, no question, no leap of faith or trust that's needed. We simply know. Because trust implies, I don't know, but I'm going to do it anyway thinking about um, being a kid and learning to ride a bike, for example, where you sit on the bike for the very first time and maybe it's got training wheels on as well. Your parents are there and they're saying, it's okay, you've got this, trust me, I'm here with you, we're holding you. And these training wheels here, they'll keep you upright, they'll keep you steady, they'll keep you safe. Your parents are saying this to you from a state of knowing, right? They've had this experience before. They've done this many, many times before. They know what to do. They know how to ride a bike. So little you says, okay, I trust them. Let's take this leap of faith. I'm really not quite sure yet. I don't quite know, but they seem to know. All right, let's just give this a go. (laughs) So you start to pedal and their hands are on your shoulders. They're guiding you. The training wheels are holding you steady. You kind of start to get the hang of it here. So they say, okay, we're going to take our hands away now. Maybe you're a little bit nervous about that. They take their hands off saying, you've got it. You've got it. Amazing. You can do this. And you're starting to have that direct experience. Oh, okay. I can do this. I'm all right here. And then maybe a few weeks later, the training wheels come off. Another big leap of faith. (laughs) But you've done it before to some degree so it feels a little less scary this time i know this experience but there's still some trust involved here there's still a leap because this is a bigger leap than before so you take off and you're adjusting your weight shifting from side to side swerving as the bike does this way and that way reassuring yourself i've got this i've got this i'm okay i'm okay so you practice again and again and again And you're having the direct experience. Now, years later, you jump on your bike and you know what to do. And it doesn't so much feel like you have to trust the process. Maybe you barely think about what you're doing at all, in fact. And there's an underlying knowingness that's cultivated through a direct experience. Where at first we don't know. So we may begin by employing these useful friends, faith, trust, belief, these functions of the mind that help us move forward. We tell ourselves, it's okay, you've got this, even though it's a little bit scary. I'm going to put all of that out of the way, put that fear aside. 
and trust that it will be okay. And they are all really important functions in the journey towards inner knowing. But above all, we want to be having the direct experience. We really want to know, you know, rather than meditation uh, being part of your day, rather than meditating because you trust that it's good for you. You know, research tells me it helps with my anxiety or because someone told you to do it. You went along, you sat the course, you paid for it. I better do it. We actually want to meditate because we know through direct experience that it's good for us, that it's necessary. And this goes for anything in life. Not to live life through, I suppose, a bunch of ideas or information that we may have heard, but to truly, truly feel it, to embody it and to know it. To know that I'm part of a greater whole. That there is, in fact, an underlying intelligence supporting me on this journey of life. And that I'm in direct relationship with that. I don't have to trust that this is the case. I can know that to be true. And this can be my direct reality, in fact. Now, as I said, this may also take some time. And we so innocently forget things. And this is why we need to remember again and again and again and again. You know, for years we've operated from a belief that we are separate, that we are not part of a greater whole, that we are not fully supported. And from this belief system, you know, this identification as something separate, what emerges is the experience of needing to trust. And we have this belief, belief pretty affirmed again and again and again, it creates a rather large groove, a rather, you know, cemented pathway in the brain, which creates a habit. Then along this lovely journey of life, we get exposed to things like meditation, different bodies of knowledge and wisdom, many other practices forms as well. And they start to open us up to a different possibility, a different reality. We've created such deep grooves that require some unlearning. So we practice again and again and again, just like riding a bike. We do it again and again and again. And over time, what starts to emerge is a whole new reality, a whole new paradigm for ourselves, a whole new understanding and relationship to life. And one of deep knowingness where life no longer feels like a leap of faith, but rather a very knowable experience that I am in direct relationship with. I am part of life. I can understand life. I can be with life rather than always feeling like life is happening to me and that I am constantly having to employ these functions of trust and faith and belief. Like anything, when we're engaging with any new practice, let's ensure we are full of deep compassion and some playfulness. It's not about right and wrong, um, more about everything that we're learning about ourselves and the world along the way. And just as you'd continue to encourage a child, telling them, you've got this, keep going, jump, jump back on the bike even when you fall off, we can say the same thing to ourselves as well. We're all learning and wherever we're at is completely perfect. So I hope you enjoyed this little take, different take possibly on trust. 
and the idea of knowing versus trusting. I look forward to sharing more over the coming weeks and months. And if you have any questions, please send them in to hello at mahasoma.com or DM us on Instagram. We'd love to share as much as we can with you. Jay Grudev. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed what we were communing about and want to hear more, then please subscribe to the Mahasoma podcast. And if you have some time, then please leave a review. We would love to hear from you. And it will also help to share this podcast with those looking for a new perspective. If you'd like to find out more about Mahasoma or learn Vedic meditation with our collective of teachers, then head to mahasoma.com or you can follow us on Instagram at mahasoma or connect with us at facebook.com forward slash mahasoma community. Together, we are a collective, a community of like-minded, heart-centered humans weaving into the tapestry of life new ways of being and living through the exploration of timeless wisdom and the sharing of stories we aspire to uplift and support a new generation of conscious empowered and purposeful humans Maha Soma is all about exploring new cultural narratives to help you find a new normal together we rise in love